0: Welcome to Books on Air, the podcast that tells the story behind the book. It includes insights from authors about how they compose their work, what inspires them, and what they hope you'll take away from their book. Here's your host for this episode of Books on Air, Suzanne Harris.
1: Welcome to the Books on Air podcast. I'm Sloane Fremont, filling in for Suzanne Harris. This is the podcast where listeners get the secret story behind every book. Joining me today is Janice Black, author of the book, Enter the Huntress, an exciting sci-fi adventure story looking at the challenges of a relationship between a cyborg and a human. Janice, welcome to the Books on Air podcast. I'm so happy you're here.
0: Oh, nice to be here.
1: Well, why don't we start out by telling the audience just a little bit about yourself and what led you to write your book, Enter the Huntress?
0: Yeah, well, um, I'm 80 years old. I just had my 80th birthday.
1: Oh, happy birthday.
0: Uh, (laughs) Yeah, thanks. And uh, I'm a martial artist. Okay. Um, I still fight full contact on the mat. Oh wow! The second down, second down, black belt in free wow. martial arts. Uh huh. In samurai sword fighting called Iato mm. and uh, karate and aikido, and it's all combined. It's okay. A, it's uh, the techniques of the samurai warrior. So we fight with the sword, and we fight barehanded without it. You know, against the sword. So uh, it's good fun. Wow, yeah. It sounds uh, so, like it. Yeah. Uh my life I've been a prof- I've been a professional drummer. I've played all over the world. I played in, in Washington, Oregon, California, Mexico, uh, Florida. Uh I played in uh, India, Africa, and the Isle of Wight, just off, off the English coast. Oh
1: wow. <laughs> You're a busy
0: man. <laughs> uh yeah. uh I'm, of course I'm retired now, mm-hmm. uh, but I have worked with uh med- with people learning disabilities. For 10 years. I worked as a London bus conductor for 10 years. Uh, that was good fun. And, uh, I, and I worked in, as a senior residential officer with children with uh, emotional problems
1: Okay,
0: 14 to, 14 to 18 year olds. That mm-hmm. was quite hairy, you know. I bet. <laughs> I bet. Yeah, yeah, could be. Um, and uh, yeah, and I've been a musician. I played a bit of piano in, in public in public bars you know Mm -hmm. I've done that and I've done all sorts of things in my life yeah it sounds like you've had a very interesting life life. well yeah I've been a plumber's mate I've done all sorts of stuff you know yeah Um, yeah
1: so tell us a little bit about your book and what led you to write it
0: okay um, well first of all I I, I just wanted to write a novel Mm -hmm. Um, one of my ambitions and uh, I've been very interested in uh, sort of robots and cyborgs and, and, and things and the way in which uh, artificial limbs are being developed, you know. Mm, yeah. Uh, and so on. There's some marvellous things being done with, uh, with these things now. You know, they're incredible. And the science is developing so fast. I'm interested yeah. in scientific stuff.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, I have a friend who was in the Ministry of Defence uh, who was a, um, a scientist I'm working on top-secret military stuff. Oh, which wow. I've used. Um, yeah, of course, he couldn't tell me what he's working on. Right. But, but but he could give me some hints. And he read my book and said that everything in there is feasible, you know. Oh, yeah. wow. So it, it looks at the techniques of uh, things like nanotechnology and microelectrical mechanical systems and advanced stuff like that. Um, and there's some amazing things that are going on at the moment.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, and so that's so interesting that you took real life Science fiction, maybe. I get it could be still I mean, even though it, it's happening, it's still sort of considered, I think, science fi- fiction mainstream wise. And you've taken that and you've you've yeah. incorporated that into your novel. Now tell us a little bit about um the scene where the story takes place and why you chose that setting. Yeah.
0: Um I chose this setting because I was interested to see that some of the ethics about about building a cyborg, about yeah. combining the the human brain with the machine. Right. Uh, and, and the sort of ethical problems that could lead to. And the, I, uh, for a long time, actually, it's taken me 10 years to write this book. Oh, wow. Because when I started it, I came across a problem. Uh, and I've, I've, hang on, I've made a machine that is almost in, impossible to defeat. It's invulnerable, you know? <laughs> uh, how, but but the, the, these things have to have a weakness. Superman has Krypton, you know, right. Batman has psychological problems. They all have to have some weakness, right and um, yeah, and so I thought what, what weakness can I make? I've made this thing indestructible <laughs> <laughs> um and then uh, ten i put it I put the book down and about ten years later it suddenly came to me the big problem is going to be loneliness of uh, this thing because it's 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 cut off from the human t- contact physical right. contact that is. Uh, and so how does, he get around, how does he get around this? Loneliness is going to be a big problem. This thing is shut away in a box, if you like, you know, a human brain. So then I, I decided, right, I mean, what, we introduced a colleague, a human colleague to work with her. Uh, and uh, that will help with this. She'll have companionship. Mm-hmm. And also then there's the weakness. The weakness is not in the machine, but in the co- in the colleague. The colleague ah. has a brother. Yeah. The colleague has a brother who is a gambling addict, and that's where the weakness is. Oh. And that's where the enemy hits in order to try and gain control over the machine through I the brother. I yeah. the brother. Yeah. And uh, so the story so, takes
1: place in, in what country?
0: Yeah, it starts off in, before she gets uh, blown up, she gets blown up by an IED in Afghanistan, um, we have a, a special force called the SRR, Special Reconnaissance Regiment, where women work very closely with the special forces in the front line, uh, because of their specialised knowledge in, in reconnaissance and using mm-hmm. special reconnaissance techniques and so on. And they go in disguised as women in, 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 in with the natives and this sort of thing. The, and uh, so she's working with the SAS, the Special Air Service, that you've heard of. And uh, she, uh, she gets blown up by an IED. Mm. And all that's really left of her is her brain. Oh. And so she, she uh, agrees to take part in experiments where her brain is installed into into, the, into a reconnaissance machine. And the reconnaissance machine has many attributes. One of the things it can do is it can change shape. Basically, it's a car, but it can change shape into other things. This is possible. Oh, wow. There are materials now that can bend and twist. Yeah.
1: Oh, wow. Uh,
0: yeah. So, so she, she can change in, for example, the, the, most of the action takes place in Colombia,
1: uh-huh.
0: uh, and uh, uh, drug cartels involved, Russians, uh, the Russians who are trying to gain control of the machine, uh, and uh, drug cartels uh, who are employed to do this by the Russians. Uh, and uh, there, there are Nazis, because in South America, there are still pockets of uh, Nazis. Okay. Who still live by the Nazi code. Okay. And there's evidence that after they, they escaped from Germany, they went to Argentina.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: that there, there's evidence that there, there were um, nuclear experiments taken. They're doing nuclear experiments in Argentina. There are examples of uh, heavy water installations, heavy water is used in nuclear physics. Okay, and, uh, and so there's evidence that they were doing these activities. Basically, the, the Huntress is sent to Colombia ostensibly to, to, um, re, to, re, to gain the release of two hostages who are being held by the FARC. They're a rebel organisation in, in, in Argentina. At the moment, the, uh, the, the FARC are quiet because they've been given a place in the government. But mm-hmm. that can very quickly change. And in my story, they've changed, they, they, they've gone back into interaction again, and they've they've captured this scientist and his daughter. So ostensibly they're going to they're going to get there. But there is a second uh, there's a hidden motive uh, where they're actually going to find a meteorite that has been that's been traced back down into the jungle, which has been discovered by some British geologists, mineralogists, who have discovered that it's got. Um, a thing called superconductive qualities. Superconductivity is is a very interesting thing. At the moment, it can only be achieved at at very low temperatures, five degrees Kelvin, Mm
1: -hmm. I think
0: slightly higher now. They're trying to get the temperature back to normal. If they can ever achieve that, then you've got very, very cheap electricity. And that can be used in military and all kinds of things. So they're going after that. Uh, and other, pe- the Nazis going after it as well for the same reason because they want to get control of this thing Right. so, so we have this, uh, the, these people getting involved with the Nazis the drug cartels, the Russians uh, and uh, so it's quite a,
1: <laughs> all the there's, exciting there's a elements of a, of a science fiction <laughs> yeah, a
0: science it's, fiction it's book there's quite a story there and, and yeah. then they find the, the, the meteorite is not actually a meteorite at all it appears to be an alien artifact.
1: Oh, ooh, the aliens! I love when that gets into. Yeah. And, I and love that, science fiction books, so.
0: Yeah, that that actually leads into my second book, my second book that I'm writing, which is which is called the uh, The Huntress and the Warrior Child.
1: Okay, so we won't get into that because we don't want to put on today. But who was your favorite favorite character to write when you were writing your book?
0: Oh definitely the, the Captain Hunter, the the, yeah. the, the girl. Yeah. And because so it's
1: go ahead. So another
0: thing is I like female heroines, you know. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. I like to see a fighting woman, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've always great great affection for them. I see too many men, you know. Uh, what about the women, you know? Right. She's, she's a very gutsy woman. Yeah.
1: And it seems like what you the the details you're describing, and, and I don't know a lot about these kinds of things with um, really what's, what's possible with science and, and some of the different things mm. that we, you've talked about. How did you research this? I know you mentioned you had a friend, but how did you find out about this yes. kind of technology?
0: A lot of it on, of it on Google and books, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, reading up a lot of stuff. I read some, a very interesting thing in the National Geographic magazine. Have you heard of that?
1: Uh-huh. Yes.
0: The National Geographic. Yeah. Uh, where they're doing, it's not very nice. They were doing experiment with the monkey, and the, yeah. the monkey was put into a box with its arms pinned to its side, mm-hmm. and it was fed by a, 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 a remote arm that was mm-hmm. controlled by its brain. The brain, his, the monkey's mind was controlling the arm. To feed I see. Itself. Yeah, and they actually did that across the Atlantic with the machine in one part, the monkey in one part, and the machine in the other. So, the monkey was controlling by a satellite. The um, the movement of the arm in England wow from America yeah yeah wow so so these things you know amazing stuff prosthetics and so on, fascinating
1: yes definitely uh, but, and and being able to incorporate that into your book and and having those real elements of what of of real possibilities yeah. and then being able to bring that into a novel is is yeah. amazing i love the the storyline i love the all the different elements that like i said make for an exciting book
0: <laughs> and of course the thing is, uh, uh, the very interesting thing is that with prosthetics, they can now make uh, a prosthetic hand that can feel, it has sensitivity. Mm-hmm. And in my, in my book, the machine has sensitivity, the machine can feel and and sense things, you know, yeah. And uh, so it can feel the, the air around it. Oh it yeah, as a human. Yeah, and it can feel the, the, the ground under the tires, under the wheels. You know, and the but the, the very interesting thing about it is that the it, the motive power of the thing it has not got an engine. It can't have because it's going to change shape and do different things. It changes right. the shape of a snake. In one part of it, it changes it because it's manoeuvring through the jungle through trees. It changes in the shape of a, of a giant anaconda. Wow. Uh, and, yeah. Yeah. Uh, And frightens the life out of the colleague because the colleague sees it for the first time. What you know, right? It is that Jane Hunter has changed into a a anaconda. But um, so the the actual motive thing is is very much like the way our muscles work Mm, by expansion and contraction. Mm -hmm. And this is the same. This works on the same system. So that the molecules expand and 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 contract. You know, and uh, so this provides the motive. So the thing can this thing can work in any particular form it can move like a snake or it can it can yeah. create wheels and, and and move on wheels uh, It can do all sorts of things you know so yeah oh wow uh, and also it also uh, um, has other capabilities um, there is a material now that can be coated onto they're experimenting with it can be coated onto tanks and things that can deflect missiles
1: Wow
0: it, it actually it actually ripples yeah. It, it, the coating ripples and it bounces it off. Yeah, it's in early stages of, of experimentation. Wow. Uh, and then there are materials that will twist and bend um, to electrical impulses. You can make the thing move. The material move around. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Interesting
1: stuff. <laughs> During your, the process of writing your book, what surprised you the most?
0: What surprised me? I I think the way it was developing. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Um, because I, uh, most a lot of writers write, sit down they write all the stuff out in rough. I don't do that. I just create straight from here, mm-hmm. and the story develops in my head as I'm writing. You know, yeah, I tend to do it that way. So yeah, so I I get surprised by myself sometimes
1: <laughs> by your own yeah. creativity. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> right,
0: yeah. And, and like, yeah, what's she doing now? You know,
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> what would you say was the most difficult part to write about?
0: Probably the the, the the ethics of, of, of that yeah. she, the ethical problems that she comes up against and the scientists right. come up against. Right. Because at one point but one of the other problems they have is that they have to try and give her some kind of light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. That they 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 did an experiment, they found that the, the subject got very depressed and eventually went mad. Mm-hmm. They have, are now working on DNA cloning, as you know. Right. They've, they've done cloning, so they they they've they're said to that in a few years they may be able to clone her, a new body for her and put her mind back into the uh, into the body. Yeah, uh, and so they get, held that hope open for her uh, right. as well. So, but then there are ethical problems surrounding that. You know what you yes, do
1: I would think that that's a really interesting point about the ethical problems, because it's like with anything, you know, something can be used for good as it can be used for bad. And when you think about the ethics of things such as cloning or using, um, you know, robotic parts and and all these things, you know, we it it, it, it's something, you know, when I've read these things or I've seen them, you know, I'll think, oh, that sounds really good. That's a great idea. And then, you know, you think about the ripple effect of that of of what it has down the line when where's that point where it goes from being good to not so good right that's a really interesting question
0: yes that's right uh and then the interesting thing is also that they develop a sort of a, a romantic relationship yeah because because he falls for her personality right and she can show projections of what she used to look like she can show a holographic image
1: Okay. Yes. what She, yes. Used
0: to look like. she can uh-huh. show him what she's, like. and she talks to him through this image, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So his relation to a person, but not a machine, you know. Yes.
1: Yes. And
0: there's a lot, uh, there's a lot of uh, badinage goes on between them, you know. Uh, and the interesting thing is also is that she is the senior officer. The cyborg is the, is the senior officer of the two. She's a captain. He's a lieutenant. So she's, so she's, the, she's the, the boss, and he's. She, yeah, she's the boss. Yeah, she yeah. controls things, and he does what he's told most of the time.
1: Yeah, and so there's yeah. that element of of uh, I would I guess the maybe there's the humor.
0: Yeah, yeah. A lot of banter and humor, you know, between the pair. She she takes the as we say in England, she takes the Michael out of him, the Mickey. She takes <laughs> the Mickey out of him. Yeah. What does and that he, mean? He,
1: for, I'm not from England, so I don't know what that means.
0: No, but it's the same. Taking, taking the mickey out of somebody is, is to make fun of them. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Would take, I see. So sometimes we say taking the Michael or we'll taking the mickey. Yeah, okay. in yeah. <laughs> And the other thing about it is no disrespect to, uh, at all to the Americans, but so much of the action stories you see are American, Very not so much British. And I wanted to write something British. Yeah. With a, with a British hero. You know, yeah, Yeah. a British, a British girl, you know? Yeah. Right. Yeah.
1: So tell us what you're most proud of about your book. Sorry? What, what what are you most proud of about your book or or even about the writing process?
0: I've written it. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, after 10 years. Yes.
0: Yeah. I mean, so many people say that they, they, uh, um They they would like to write a book and they never get to do it. They yes. maybe write a few pages and then they abandon it. You know. Uh, yes. And yeah. I've actually finished a book. That's yes. That's the thing.
1: Yes. I'm and congratulations to well, you
0: on that. Yes. Well, yes. even if people don't like it, I've, I've written it. You know. And and, and yeah, it's you happy. told your story.
1: You you got you used your creativity yeah. and you told your story. And it sounds like you learned a lot along the way too, with the pro- like with everything you yeah. researched.
0: And I tell you, the other thing is also uh, I I did I've got. I did very well at English at school. I got ninety-eight percent for my English grant. What we had in the old days is the General Certificate of Education, the GCE, uh, in England, and I got ninety-eight uh, percent. I fell two points on handwriting. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, and, and so and uh, so my, uh, but um, of course it's that's at O level, ordinary level, GCE, not not at A level. Advanced level, advanced GCE is much harder. Um, So it's not so particular. And I I found that there were still things that I didn't know when I was writing the book. Uh, I was using um, grammar aids, a thing called Grammarly. Okay, yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Yeah, and that helps spot mistakes and things interesting that family also makes mistakes
1: (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. and that goes back to Uh, yeah that's interesting though on that because that goes back to the what we were talking about with the you know with um ai or computers or whatever right because there's they they don't get you all the way there most of the time right because there is still that human element that as a human we're used to having the interaction or we're used to having what what, what's considered societal norms right which is an interesting perspective on all of this too
0: it is. Um, I'm a chess player. I play a lot of chess against computers. I used to play for um, a very strong club in England, and uh, uh, was, was uh, had, we had the British champion, junior British joint junior British champion, the eight times Kentian. These all these people on our team, eight times Kent County champion. Oh wow! Yeah. Yeah, the guy who wrote the chess for the British Chess Magazine uh, wrote right up for that. We had all these powerful players, and I was uh, we had boards, yeah? teams uh, five on the a team and five on the b team i was i was bored five on the b team so i was 10th strongest in the club wow which is pretty good amongst that sort of competition you know and i played i played three-day tournaments I, I love it but playing against computers is very interesting you know?
1: yes 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 um so just a couple more questions here before we wrap up who would you say yeah. your book appeals to and why
0: probably the younger generation By that, I mean probably uh, 14, 15, up up to 20s, you know, probably more so than the older generation, Uh, probably up to maybe 30, I don't know. I would say between 14 and 30 years old, probably. Uh, Mm -hmm. Although there are young-minded older people, so you you can't be specific on that. Um, Yeah, so I think... uh, It appears both genders, male and female. hope, I hope the females will like it because it's got a female champion in there, you know? Right.
1: Yes, and it sounds like maybe even anybody who's interested in the AI piece of things or or advancements in science would definitely be interested in your book because you've done a lot of research to be able to write a story um, to include that. So it seems like people who are interested in that would like it too.
0: Yeah. I was a little bit annoyed because uh, the film is also being offered to, to uh, Hollywood for film. Whether that's will or not, I don't know. But, the, <laughs> but the, uh, the, the, um, my, my publishers uh, presented it to them.
1: Okay, to yes.
0: Interested. Um, w- w- one of the, the, the comments by the script writers who had read the book was that they didn't think it was very probable. And that's really wrong. Because it is entirely probable. Is it right? On, on, on science that is existing today. Right, and so entirely, they wanted to make it into a kind of uh, alien artifact, you know, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. using alien technology. I said, no, there's no, no need for that. We've yeah. got the technology now, you know. Yeah, <laughs> we don't need and that's why alien. You
1: know, that's why it's always better to read the book than see the movie, right? Because the book is the real. Yeah, the book the, tells the real well, story.
0: It's interesting because you know Isaac Asimov, you know the famous science writer. No, no, no well, I don't know. Very, very famous. Isaac Asimov, one of the most famous science fiction writers in in, in, in history, uh, he wrote a, a thing called I, Robot. Yes. There's a film made of that, yes. you know? I've seen the movie, the yes. The film is entirely different to the book. Ah, uh, yeah. The book is about a, 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 a very conceited, egotistical robot that believes it's superior to humans. And it's sent up to a space station to work with these scientists and the, the the robot it just drives them mad because it's going on about how how no, humans could not have created a creature that a machine that's more intelligent than them, you know. Right. And therefore the robot, yeah, robots must have created humans. <laughs> and you get all this kind of thing going on. It's very very humorous. But I Robot you know, is about a murdering robot. It's something entirely different. It's, mm-hmm. it's a yeah. Same title, totally different story. Yeah, well, again, typically things. how it goes with books and movies. Yeah, but they, they do that. I don't think Isaac Asimov would have been very pleased. That dead, <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, so as we wrap up today, my guest has been Janice Black, author of the book Enter the Huntress. And before we close out, Janice, what's one thing you'd like to leave the readers with today to make sure that they know about your book?
0: I want them to enjoy the book. I want it to get pleasure. I want them to find you know to to, to, to get it exciting and interesting for them and to remember it for that. But also the, as I say, the ethical questions that it raises, are very important, you know, as, as science is going, and it will develop these things. I mean, we're halfway there now, you've got people who right. are half machine already. You've got, you've got they're now looking at, uh, uh, they've the, actually created the, um, a, a guy who's got a, an implant in his head, and he can receive telephone calls and, and listen to the rate in his brain. Oh, connects wow. to the internet. His yeah connect to the internet and they're doing these cameras that will fit uh, into the eye for blind people mm mm-hmm. that connects the optic nerve and, and they can see you know there's all this technology going on where's it going you know and uh how you know how advanced it's going to be that's I think those are the sort of things I like that they need to pick up on yeah, yeah,
1: yeah and anything's possible
0: <laughs> yeah it is yeah yeah I yeah. think so you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. the, world is such a, the world is such an incredible place
1: yeah
0: yes. and uh, mathematics raises questions that we can't answer yeah you know infinity and try and imagine what infinity is nobody the human brain can't grasp it right <laughs> <Yeah>. yes
1: <laughs> janice i want to thank you for joining us today and being our guest on books on air
0: okay um, it's my pleasure
1: you can find out more about the book, Enter the Huntress on Amazon. I'll link to the book in the show notes, so be sure to check that out. You've been listening to the Books on Air podcast brought to you on webtalkradio.net. You can also hear this podcast on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts. I'm Sloan Fremont, and I hope you'll join us for the next Books on Air podcast. Remember, you never know who's going to be here, and you never know what we're going to talk about. Thank you so much for listening.